Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Thought I would just give you guys a little update on my draft situation, as you guys know. Big Supercoach draft guy, similar to Chad being a big chicken guy. Uh, Supercoach draft is approaching very, very quickly. Our draft day uh, is actually set for February 17th, I think it is. I believe it's the night of the Charity Shield. Uh, because myself and another and two of the other boys actually are going to Las Vegas, we're having our draft day a little bit earlier than what we would usually like. Uh, uh, which isn't ideal. Uh, obviously, the earlier you have your draft day, the more open you are to injuries and trials and just not knowing general things in trials. Uh, for me, it suits me better. I would rather you know, have to pick my team based on my vibe and my gut feel rather than everyone getting to watch trials and then make a decision. Uh, the last time we actually drafted during trials, so the only ever time we've drafted before when when there was actually trials on as we were drafting, I remember I drafted TPJ uh, and I drafted Viliami Kikau. This was five years ago or so. And I remember they were in my top four picks and both of them got injured within the hour and a half of me drafting them. So it can be very grim like that. Uh, uh, but that is the reality of it. That's the situation we find ourselves with Las Vegas and whatnot. So we will be drafting a little bit earlier than the average bear this year. Hopefully there's not too many bugs in the system and whatnot. Hopefully it doesn't cost us anything. We had a bit of a uh, a bit of a fuckery that occurred last year on draft day with picks going back on the waiver and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but we managed to get it sorted. We, as you guys know, uh, when we do draft day, we have a, a heap, 12 bits of 14 bits of uh, butcher's paper up on the wall. And as you pick a player, you go up and you write it on your board uh, to keep track of it. So that's an easier way to go about it. I think it is uh, the better way to go about it, just to have a bit of insurance in case the system shits itself. Uh, last year, in order to, to get our draft picks, what we did was a Melbourne Cup sweeps, which was fantastic. You guys might remember I got pick one, Gold Trip, won that one, which got me Nathan Clear, which was fantastic. So coming into draft day last year, 
It was actually unreal content-wise for me, selfishly, because uh, I knew exactly what I was drafting. I could plan it all out, uh, whereas normally I don't really know until draft day. And that's the occasion this time uh, the, the, this the, for this season as well. Uh, Stevie, who won our draft comp last year, shout out to him. Uh, he has put a lot of work into our draft challenges this year. We like to make our challenges. A lot of it comes down to chance, so it's just a bit of a free-for-all. There's no uh, bias or whatever, which, which I like and I appreciate. We've got some older boys in our comp that are like 50, 60 years old, some fathers and stuff. So doing like wild athletic sort of things and tackling and all that sort of stuff won't really work for us. So I really enjoy it. Everyone gets stuck into it. And Stevie, instead of just doing draft day challenges, what he's done is he's put in a few challenges and things for us to get involved in during the off season. Um, and each of them is worth a percentage of the total draft pick. So the way that Steve has done it, he's divided it into five challenges. So far, we've done two of those challenges. Uh, and there is three to come, but of the three to come, the last one, which is on draft day, just before we draft, is actually double points. So when you think about it, like dividing it up, you know, from a hundred percent, each each challenge is worth about sixteen percent. Um, if you look at it as as the double points that the last challenge is worth too. So uh, yeah, very very exciting. So when we get to draft day, I think we will know exactly fifty percent of where we're sitting. The way that Steve's doing it for all these challenges is that if you there's four. 14 guys in our comp. If you win that challenge, you get 14 points. If you come last, you get one point. And it's obviously the most points at the end of challenges gets first draft pick. We work our way back down. So you might've seen on my Instagram the other night, it was a bit ridiculous, but I absolutely loved it. Very, very dribbly. Uh, he organized a marble race challenge uh, we all, where we all jumped on Zoom 9 p.m. the other night. You would have seen it on my Instagram story potentially. Um, we watched these marble races uh, and it was good fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Real stupid shit like that. All the boys on Zoom having a laugh and a giggle and whatnot. Uh, and it's obviously pretty important to us, draft challenges. It's very important to me anyway. Obviously, I make content throughout the year, but I even if I wasn't doing this for a career, uh, I take my Supercoach draft wildly seriously. I take it much more seriously then I should. I'm more than happy to admit and wear that. Uh, absolutely love it. So our first challenge was a really good one. The marble challenge, really good giggle. We thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good idea by Steve. Very basic, but it doesn't have to be you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with everything that you do. I, I thought it was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, at the end of that challenge, I was sitting in a pretty good spot. So I think uh, overall, I finished about fourth or fifth. Uh, thankfully, on the last race of the day, the third one, I came home with a very strong sale, um, very wet sale, sorry, and finished second in that one. Uh, so it meant that I think I finished fourth or fifth overall. So I got 10 points from it. Uh, so the guy that won that one, Jem, who was the only guy not on the fucking Zoom, as per usual, falls ass first into luck consistently. Uh, but yeah, I had 10 points from that one. And obviously, it ranges from 14 points all the way down to one point. Uh, thankfully, the guys that came last, uh, John and Tom, they had a tie. So they got two points each. So we did have a few ties in there as well, which is just going to be the reality of it. Uh, so after that one, I was sitting on 10 points, uh, which means I was sitting in fifth place. So as long as I can stay in the top half for these challenges, I'm pretty happy with that. I think that I can win uh, Supercoach Comp just with a top half pick. If I'm in the bottom half, that's where it gets a little bit difficult, I think, especially in our comp where it's a captain's league and whatnot. But plenty of guys have done it in the past, so it's not impossible. But I would rather finish in the top half. And I would rather go into draft day itself knowing uh, that I'm kind of in the ballpark of the top half. I think that what I do like about what Steve 
Steve's doing is that when we get to draft day, you'll know 50% of your weighing. So if you're coming dead last, arriving on draft day, you know, okay, probably best case scenario I can get is mid-range of the table. So maybe you start to consider, okay, do I throw some of these challenges? Do I make sure I get last pick? If there's no one in the top... You know, if I if there's no one from pick seven to pick twelve that I really want that I think can win me a comp, do I wait to pick fourteen and maybe take some gambles there and get two back to back picks? All the strategy you have to think about. But for me, I want to be in the top six, top seven picks. Ideally, I want to be in the top one picks. Obviously, uh, the higher I can get, the better for me. Uh, so at the end of challenge one. The marble race, I was sitting in fifth place, happy with that. We got to race to challenge two, and uh, challenge two was a really interesting one. It was a, it, it was essentially like a quiz, but it wasn't really like a uh, like like a trivia quiz. Essentially, what Steve did, he nominated uh, fourteen NRL players, past and present, uh, on a ranging scale of guys, uh, and what you had to do was go through and nominate them in three categories from one to fourteen. You had to nominate, uh, go one to 14, who would you most want to have a beer with, who was the best player and who's the best looking. Uh, so we went through and did our rankings and whatnot. Uh, and then what Steve did is took all those rankings, put them into, uh, like collected all the data and it shot back out. Uh, those players based on those three lists combined from all 14 people. So what's that like almost 50 odd lists or something, 45 lists, um, a ranking of one to 14 of those players. And based on where you put them is where they landed. And then it was drawn out of a hat, randomized, which player you got. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a pretty good player. In my opinion, I got Darren Lockyer. Uh, so when I got Darren Lockyer on that list, I sort of thought, you know what? I'm sitting in a good spot here. Darren Lockyer will rank pretty high as far as best players. Surely, Darren's in the top three or four as far as guys you want to have a beer with. Uh, he's probably not going to rank wildly highly on the best looking, but I don't think he's also going to be right at the bottom. So when I got Darren Lockyer, I was pretty happy with that. I was pretty happy with how that played out. Some of the other guys on the list... Included Cooper Cronk, uh, Billy Slater, Todd Carney was on there, James Maloney was on there. The wild card was Scotty Minto, uh, who didn't do too well, obviously. I'll get the list up and read out the players to you. Where is it? Here it is. Um, so, yeah, we had Andrew Johns, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Cooper Cronk, Thurston, Maloney, Lockie, Cleary, Inglis, Carney, RTS, Tom Travoyevich, Scotty Minto, a heap of guys there, right? 1 to 14. Uh, I was lucky enough to get Darren Lockyer as as I said, uh, who I was pretty happy with. I thought that that would get me around about mid-range, middle of the table. Uh, the way that it ended up in first place was Andrew Johns. Uh, in second place, we had Billy Slater. Cameron Smith came in third. Fourth, Cooper Cronk. Fifth, Jonathan Thurston. Sixth, James Maloney. Then in seventh place came Darren Lockyer. So I got about even points. I actually drew. It was the only position that we drew on, me and the commissioner, Cozzy. Uh, Darren Lockyer and Nathan Cleary finished on even points. So we got eight points so obviously first place, Kurt, with Andrew Johns, he got 14 points. Next got 13, 12, 11, 10. So that's the order that it went down. And interestingly enough, uh, the guy, my mate, Jem, who wasn't on the first Zoom to watch the marble race, he won the marble race. He got 14 points for that. Then in challenge two, uh, he got one point for that. He picked up Scotty Minto in that little draft there. So it's very much so very wide open when you've got the guy that comes first to then drop to last place in challenge two. That evens it out quite a bit. So we've got a really interesting table at the moment. We are 33 
50% through our draft challenges. So still plenty more to come. And in the next week or so, I think we've got our second, our third challenge, uh, which is going to have a gambling aspect to it, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see. We actually don't know what that is yet. We're jumping on a Zoom. I think it's Monday, 9 p.m. So hopefully uh, the Kangaroo merch is all sold out by then and I can relax and jump on there and have a bit of a giggle. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be good fun. I've got to work out based on where I'm sitting, if I'm going to gamble to try and get higher or not. I personally think the three guys above me, they probably won't gamble. Uh, and we'll, we'll go through the scores now at the moment. So as it stands right now, Mick, uh, he's on 25 points. He's on first. Steve's second on 23rd. Uh, how good for him after he wins the comp that he gets right up the top in his own fucking challenges. What a dog. Uh, we've then got Curdy Boy. He's on third place in 22. Then there's a four-point gap to me. So at the moment, I'm sitting in the top four, but I'm a distance behind uh, the other guys. I'm on 18 points. So Kurt that's in third, he's on 22. Uh, and then the guy that's on first, Mick, he's seven points in front of me. So there is quite a gap between one to fourth. Uh, and I'm sitting on fourth place, 18 points. As I said, if I can stay in the top half, hopefully get a top three pick, even a top four pick, I'd be more than happy with that this season. That's going to be my aim to finish top four. Uh, so we've made a good start. We're happy with it. But it is a real log jam after that. You look at the guys below me in fifth, Fifth, sixth, and seventh, they're all on 17 points, so they're only one point behind me. Then 15, 15, 14, 10, 10. And then, unfortunately, the two boys at the bottom, which is Alan and Tom, the father and son duo, uh, they're sitting on eight and five points. So probably Tom and Alan probably need to start looking at how they're going to work this and if they just try and finish at the bottom, get the back-to-back -back picks, or if they're going to try and gamble big to get back to the top. A lot of things to take into consideration, a lot of ways that this could go. And I've got to work out what I'm going to do. Do I gamble to try and get into that top three or do I just solidify and let the guys below me shit the bed? As we know with gambling, you win some, but you lose more. I'm sure a lot of them will lose a lot of points. Some will probably gain, uh, but I think if I can just stay relevant until draft day, that might be the way to go. But I would love to have that first pick. I would love to have Nate Cleary again. So... Maybe I do gamble, and I'm pretty confident that the top three guys, they're, they're, they're fucking cowards, all three of them. They won't be gambling. They'll be sitting safe, keeping their powder dry, I reckon. So it might be an opportunity for me to jump up. But I'm then taking a big risk of losing ground as well. So a lot to consider there. I don't even know what that challenge looks like yet. Uh, we could be betting on a dog race. We could be betting on the Super Bowl. We could be betting on a random thing like marbles again. I have no idea what it's going to be, how it's going to work. I have no idea. If we're like gambling with money, I have no idea if we're gambling with the points that we have. Maybe you have to put up X amount of points uh, to see how you go. Maybe it's like a blind auction. Uh, maybe it's like a survivor sort of thing where they, they, how they do their blind auctions where you have something that comes out. You don't know what it is. got to bid on it. Maybe you don't get those points back. I have no idea how it's going to play out. Credit to Stevie. He's done this really, really well so far as the defending champion. I think the challenges have been good fun. Nothing too controversial. No one's been robbed or anything. There's guys that have been unlucky, no doubt about that, but you couldn't possibly argue they've been robbed or any bullshit like that. I gave it to Steve a little bit earlier. That was just me geeing him up. Uh, but very, very happy how it's shaping up at the moment. Currently sitting in fourth place. We're 33% of the way through draft challenges in fourth place. Hopefully that means that just barring a bed shit, 
I end up in the top half. Uh, it is very close, obviously. But if I can just sort of stay, even just even, Stephen, I should end up in a pretty good spot. And hopefully I can jag a winner somewhere. If we get to that last challenge and I manage to uh, score double points there and do well, I'm very confident that I can push into those top three picks there. I think this gambling one will go a long way to deciding where we all finish. I think a lot of people will fall. A lot of people will game big. And I think a lot, even more people uh, will probably just stay even Steven. So very interesting times coming up. I will keep you updated on draft as we go. I'll let you know what the gambling aspect challenge was once that's been done in a week or so. Uh, but very, very exciting times heading into draft day 2024. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Built a very, very strong team last year. I would argue probably my strongest team I've ever had. Uh, a couple of injuries cost me and whatnot, but that was the risk I took. At one point, I had Turbo, KP, and Nathan Cleary in my side. Uh, so I was absolutely stacked. But as we know, Cleary got injured for six weeks. Fucking Turbo got ruled out for the year. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. KP was fantastic, but at the exact moment I needed him in the semifinal, got knocked out for 10 minutes, and that's what fisted me in an unbelievable turn of circumstances. But that is the absolute beauty of Supercoach Draft. No matter how good your team is, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. You've got to perform on the day, and anyone can beat anyone on any given day. It's why I love it so much. Plenty more Supercoach Draft content coming your way over the next week or so. Fingers crossed we can hang on to this fourth place and hopefully push into those top three picks off the back of this gambling challenge. And then we'll see how we go on draft day where it all gets decided. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 